Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you guys all today? Oh, wait, they can't answer us. <laughs> How are you, Mike? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Chet's got a special topic for us today. Yes. Get ready to hear a lot of complaining. Yeah, that's what this is all about. No, actually, it's not. No. I, I, I've been thinking a lot <clears throat> lately about how difficult it is, these, this artist's life, and how um, what a rosy picture I've painted. And I feel some kind of, <laughs> <laughs> over the years, I feel like I, I feel an obligation to, uh, you know, not to warn people, but just to let people know what it's actually like. To, to make a living as a as an independent artist, not have a job, and um, people just just for 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 artists that are maybe on the fence, um, thinking about it, thinking about making the move to going full time. I just thought, you know, since I've been so, you know, pro people going for it, you should know what you're getting into, basically, right? Yeah, well, I, I agree. I mean, and I think you and I can color that with our own personal perspectives. And I think that people will probably still come out of this listening to this with whatever idea they already had about it. <laughs> but right. still, it's good to have more details and more case studies because it's like for me, kind of how I determine anything, it, you know, in my mind or at least come to a close understanding of something is by taking as much evidence that I can compile surrounding a topic from as many different angles and Absolutely. then cross-referencing that. And when you cross-reference that, the truths come out. They're these little kernels. And so by hearing Chet talk about his experience and me talk about my experience, it should then, I think, uh, at least provide more evidence to be able to draw a better conclusion about how you want to proceed. Cause there's a lot of ways and everyone's different. Everyone has a different path. You know, for some people it makes sense to go part-time for some people. It makes sense to go all the way and go full-time. Yep. You know, if for some people it makes sense to not even try to commodify it or make money. off right. of it. So yeah, for everyone's some, different. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking for some, cause, you know, as a, it, it's for, for some people, it, it's okay to just have it be a hobby. You know, I think the more people yep. creating art just to create art is great and it doesn't have to make money. You know, I, I feel like I was so for from for my own experience, I was so uh, determined to make it uh, in the fine art world that that became like my rallying cry. Everyone should do it. And, you know, but it was really me I was talking about, you know, I was kind of cheering myself on. Um, but, you know, it's not easy that's the thing is is i just i just i feel like i just want to get at least one episode in to where i'm sharing the pitfalls we we are sharing sharing the pitfalls just so you know what you're getting into basically well here's the thing is they already know that what they're doing right now is also not easy i mean now again maybe it is for some people maybe maybe that will be different like maybe it's too easy right (laughs) but i think that for, for a lot of people the reason that they want change in their life is because that it's not going well in their mind. It's not going the way right. they want it to go. They're not happy. They're Otherwise not you wouldn't change. <laughs> right, exactly. And so the reason that they, you know, people want to think about that is because they are seeking, you know, some kind of fulfillment that they're not getting from what it is they're doing. So understanding that what you're already doing is difficult and hard 
doesn't necessarily temper the fact that what we're about to tell you also means that this is hard. It's just, as I was saying to Chet earlier, it's hard in a d- different ways than you might expect, right. you know, on the surface. It appears to be one thing. You're going to quit your job. And you think, oh, well, I, you know, I've got A, B, C, and D covered. And, you know, and, but the thing is that A, B, C, and D will probably turn out to not be the problem at all. The right. problem will be these weird insidious little things that start to happen to you that you didn't <laughs> expect. So, you know, there's a caveat and Chet, feel free to fill in there. Yeah. Uh, is it, yeah. The problems are end up being P Q R and S that you never right. considered. But, uh, you know, first I, you know, I just am I'm an overly optimistic person. I feel like I'm oriented a little too far that way. But I I, I do want to say um, before I get into this is that I, I do believe that you can definitely make a living with fine art. You can definitely do it. Um, if the work is good enough and if you're willing to do and if you're willing to do the hard work to make it happen, it's really it really is a a, uh, a realistic goal that you could achieve. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about are you know, what you have to do that might not be so pleasant, um, in order to achieve that. And, uh, you know, off the top of my head, one thing that, uh, that I wanted to mention is that you have to really be comfortable being alone a lot. And for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. I've always been a a loner type. I mean, I've always had friends, but I've always been very comfortable being alone. I've never had a problem with that. So, sitting in my studio for you know 10 hours a day and not leaving the house for a couple of weeks at a time just working on my artwork it, it suits me fine because that's kind of the guy I am but you know if you're extremely social and you thrive on being around people a lot it you know it might not necessarily be the way uh to go for you. I mean, or at least know, know that going in it's, or also, I mean, can I, could I just say there that, you know, for instance, it could be that what you have to recognize is that, you know, holding up for you isn't good, but you could create art anywhere. So if that person recognizes that quote pitfall, that's why you're, that's why you're saying these things. It's basically like, you're going to walk this path, know that there are places you could fall and hurt yourself, break your ankle or land on some like poison covered spear that's hiding underneath a mat of grass, you know, or whatever. So you're trying to avoid those pitfalls. So, for instance, if you find as you start to do art on your own that you're getting a little neurotic being alone all the time, then take your sketchbook and go out in the world. You know, (laughs) I mean, shit, I see people all I live in New Mexico. Okay, so New Mexico is huge for like painting. There's 330 days of sun out of the year. You could take your easel and your paint and here at least and go and set up and paint a landscape while you're looking at it out in nature. It's crazy. Not even just off a picture. Right now, I'm not telling people they have to go that far, but I guess the point I'm is making here is that you could go into a, a mall, you could go to a store, you could go to a, you know, wherever you could basically put yourself in the world and still create and be influenced by energies around you. You can go to a coffee shop, you know what I mean? Right. Or whatever. But, you know, again, just because for you sitting in a studio and closing yourself off is your way to create and that's good for you. Other people still may find ways to co-opt that notion of work, 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 work in ways that still allow them a certain level of, you know, uh, social activity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm, I'm kind of just looking at, uh, for, for looking at it from, from my perspective, like how, how, how it works for me. And, um, that, that's just, it's, it's hours and hours and hours a day alone. And, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so that it's, it, 
it takes a toll. I, I mean, I, I'm in a situation where, you know, my kids are growing up and, and I don't have, you know, my wife and I have been married forever. And so we just give ourselves freedom to do whatever we want. So that's not an issue for me or a lot of other people that, are, you know, younger people with families, it could be, it's something to consider because, you know, I, I, I couldn't be creating this much um, artwork when I had, when my kids were little. You know, no way. There's no right. way. Uh, well, and I think you're also talking about, I think the structure you're also talking about is, quote, working from home. Because what you just explained to me is true. the working from home scenario. And I hear a lot of people say, they'll say, man, it takes a lot of discipline to work from home. And yeah. you know what? I It does. It and does. That's I not know. a lot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because the thing is, you have if you're habitating in the area where you're working, when does work start? When does work yeah. stop? Does work ever start yeah. and stop? You know, <laughs> so again, it, you know, you're you could get wrapped up in these weird little cycles you wouldn't expect. So just be aware that again, it's like so even seriously, this may sound kind of silly, but like let's say you know your your studio isn't in a separate room so that you can segregate it. You know, get some soji screens and put them up around your studio area so it's in a compartment. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean anything you can to compartmentalize that. Because again, otherwise, next thing you know, you're you're making your dinner and you're working on the computer, walking back and forth. Then you're eating your dinner in your hand while you're working on your computer right, right. or while you're painting or what you know. Again, it's like you you know. Now I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for that's me, yeah, for that me. would be a bad thing. <laughs> that would not be good for me. I can't do that. Yeah. I have to roll a different way. Right. I I my, that's kind of my life. It's like I'm always working. That's that's one one thing that I you know I always say. That's I make the comment that I, I uh, gave up any kind of social life to to pursue this because I was so dedicated to becoming successful that anything that wasn't contributing to this to my success as an artist, I just dropped it. But um, that's not entirely true, though, because, um, yeah, I, I really I get most of my social stuff through social media actually <laughs> social stuff is part of your work see that's the thing is you right. meld it yeah, right? yeah so yeah. it's like they're not separate it's a, it's one of those things joy used to always say she would say uh, either you work for your life or your life is your work right right think about that because it's like i you know back in the day when you farmed and shit Right. Your your life was work because literally you had to yeah, get up, yeah. to deal with the animals, to get the food, to grow the harvest, to harvest the food, to process the food, to feed the family. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. So your life literally was your work. There was no, oh, I go off yeah. to work to That's, make money for my life. And right. this is what the artist life is, is getting back into that. It's cycle. Like a, yeah, it's like a farmer. We're art farmers. I, I feel I feel Art farmers, yes. <laughs> I mean, my whole house is taken up with there's, you know, the living room is the shipping department. The dining room is where we are uh, stretching canvases. Um, Fritz's old bedroom is my studio. So it really is for me just constant, constant work 24-7. And uh, it is kind of integrated into my life. But it, like I said, it suits me. It's 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 a great life for me. I love it. I mean, I, I got thinking about this because I was watch. I, you know, I always watch documentaries when I paint and I was watching a documentary about, uh, uh, oh, I forgot what it was called, but it was about, I think it was about session musicians or something or some, I've been watching a lot of band documentaries again lately. And they were talking about, you know, life on the road. And I was thinking about, you know, I was trying to be in a successful band for like 10 years and I didn't, I never made it. And 
looking back, I'm glad I didn't make it because I don't like traveling. You know, I, I wouldn't like being on the road. And that's what you got to do nowadays. You got to, you know, you might be on the road for a year straight or something. So right. that, you know, that's an example of something I loved, but the lifestyle would not have suited me. So right, right, I'm right. glad it didn't, I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing, some of the other uh, uh, pitfalls of, um, of doing this, this uh, full-time thing is of course not having a steady paycheck, which is a big one. And, uh, you know, knowing that the money that you, that you need is entirely generated by you. However, you, you, however you, you can hustle it. And, you know, uh, there's a great sense of accomplishment when you are able to pay the bills every month because, you know, you did it yourself. You're you're not, you're not really relying on a, a lot of someone else to give you a paycheck. So it is satisfying in that way, but it's, you know, it's, scary Scary. it's scary you know to to not have to know that you have you know thousands of dollars in bills and have a hundred dollars in the bank yeah and sometimes it gets down to the end i mean shit i you know i've pushed it where i'm like hours from like going default on my home mortgage right and it's you know it's scary that's the thing is like like you said you have to be ready for that because you're trading that's the thing is and that's how i kind of look at it it's like it's a trade right it's a trade absolutely so you're trading the the surety of getting paid consistently for the surety of the peace of mind of not having to work for someone else. Right. I mean, that's really like if you boil it down, that is kind of how right. as simple as it could be. And so to be your own boss requires all of these things. One of those things is a certain level of having a tough skin and being able to say, okay, I recognize that I only have 48 hours. And if I don't pull that out in 48 hours, I my life falls apart around right. me. Yeah. So you either you can either rally under that pressure or you get crushed. And those are your choices. And if you can't rally under that pressure, don't right. do that to yourself. <laughs> well, that's the, yeah, that's I mean, that's an, uh, what, kind of the one of the points that I wanted to make is that it, you know, some people, you, Mike and I thrive under that kind of pressure. We've talked about this before and some people don't. You know, some people are not suited to that kind of pressure. So it's it's something to consider. And some people you have day jobs and they create their artwork on the nights and weekends and they make great artwork and they don't you know, they don't have to worry about selling their artwork so much. That's fine, too. That's totally an acceptable way of being an artist. Or again, like I said, just being a hobbyist and not even selling your work and sharing it within the community on social media. Totally a cool thing. You know, it's it's uh, the for full time people or you got you got to be willing to do basically whatever it takes. And well, and that's and I was going to say that's one of the things that's important to think about. And then there's almost like I, I don't want people to feel like, oh, well, if I'm a full time artist, that means I can't do anything else because there are a lot of ways I make money, you know, and right. that's and that's just true for me. Now, that may not be true for everybody. I, I know that for Chet, he makes all of his money through his art. And that's incredible. I am not to that stage. yet. It's just the reality of it. Right. So I have to think of other ways, like whether that's selling my services or trying to come up with cool projects that I can get people rallied in that I want to do so that then we're all creating it together like Kickstarter or, you know, 
Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or products, you know, what kind of products can I produce? The thing is, is that you have to be flexible when, at least for me, I have to be flexible. I have to say, okay, shit, the art is not going to pay the bill. It's not going to do it this time. And, and instead of being like an idealist and be like, oh, well, I'll, you know, the the (laughs) universe will provide. No, you've got to be realistic too. And the truth of the matter is, is that if that requires that I have to have a garage sale in my I live in the middle of nowhere. If I have to haul all my shit up to the road and have a garage sale roadside, I will do it. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. You better be ready to be humbled. That's the thing. Yep. If you're not ready to be humbled, don't do it. I yeah. would really, I would definitely say that because you will be humbled every second of the process. Yeah. Over and over Absolutely. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, when I was starting my career, I was still working the day job and work, uh, painting on days and or nights and weekends. I remember going, hustling from my job to go drop a painting off in you know a cannibal flower show or any group show that would show me because i was trying to establish myself but you know bringing my painting to work um putting it somewhere safe while i was working throwing it back in my car and then hustling down to the gallery to drop it off on my lunch hour and then rush back in time and not get fired you know because it's it was it's absolutely crazy but i i I had that determination to, to do it, you know? Um, right. Well, and, and as you said, and I think in the documentary, we make it pretty clear, the truth of the matter is doors will open for you where you didn't expect them to. That is the truth. Now, what those right. doors may be and what they exactly. lead to, and I, that, I do not know. I cannot can, tell you, but Chet and I can attest to what they, where they've led for us, right? right? And that's what this is all about, is that like, I quit my, I didn't do the part-time thing. I mean, I did, I, I was, Chet was like, okay, here's what I did. I'm making a documentary about this guy. And he's like, here's what I did. I was like, I'm going to test this shit. If I can if I believe 100% and this is my bliss and I follow it, it's going to work. And if not, it's not real. So he tested it and it worked. And I'm making a film about it. I was like, well, I got to test it. You know. <laughs> so I did it and I just quit my job. I mean, I had no money to go on. I had no other prospects and I just quit my job. And it was a you know a high paying job that was very consistent. Again, that surety. And I traded that for that uncertainty. And the thing is, is that I went all the way with it. And that was amazing and scary and wonderful and frightening and exciting and all of those things mixed together like a chocolate and vanilla ice cream cone all swirled up, (laughs) you know? But at the end of the day, the doors that opened up for me were not ones that I would have expected. And I am doing things that I never expected I would have been doing, you know? And some of those things are wonderful and great. And some of those things I'm not a big fan of and I don't really enjoy them, but... I will do them to keep doing this, which right. is so that I can keep creating it and worshiping my art God, you know, yeah. whatever. And that goes to your point about flexibility. That's the key. You know, when you, when you are committed to this, you are willing to do what it takes and you're willing to stretch yourself and go in places that you never expected, you know, because you see opportunities. So, um, I, I, I uh, another, uh, aspect that i've been thinking about that's very difficult is the business end of things that you have to prepare to you know be a business person which is not easy if you're especially if you're an artist it's not at least for me it wasn't easy but you know i've i've made peace with it and come to kind of enjoy it but um uh it's a you spend a lot i spend at least as much time on my art uh, on my business that i do creating the artwork which is emailing people uh dealing with shipping orders 
dealing with, you know, you get a commission. Oh, it's great. I got a commission. It seems like, oh, it's easy. It's You just get paid and then you do the painting. No, you got to talk to the person. You got to email the person. You have to get, you know, maybe decide on a concept or however you do it. But there's a lot of back and forth and emailing and how am I going to get paid? And and then you've got, a, you've got, uh, you've got, you know, an order. The person didn't get their order when they thought they were going to get it. And you have to deal with that. There's so yeah. much just. And then you've got, you, and then here's one of the pitfalls I see. I watch you because I'm on the outside, right? You know, and, and, you know, you get paid half up front for a commission and that's, fu- that's great. You got half the money. Sweet. I'm not fucked right now. I'm not fucked. Right. I can pay the bills. Sweet. Great. Okay. So then you start the wheels in motion. But what you just explained was, is it takes time. Right. So next thing you know, you're starting to work on that painting and two months have slipped by right. and you've been paid and that money's been spent. That's yeah. fine. Cause that's what it was for. Right. But then you still got to make the thing. And, and in the meantime, you, you took four more commissions and also you're trying to run out <laughs> four new lines of product. Right, and you've right. got a solo show. So as these things mushroom cloud, you know what I mean? There is a difficulty, not for you, but just I would say in general, in maintaining that equilibrium within that. I mean, like, okay, you know, I, I how can I keep the money coming in to pay the bills, but still have enough time to produce the thing to save the person that actually gave me the money that cares enough about my art to actually right. pay me and keep that wheel turning so it's reciprocal. And that's that is a tricky balance, and it is different with every single collector, period. Yeah. And as you become more successful, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. It gets harder. More, yeah, harder and more crazy. And you're juggling way more many balls in the air, the the more success you get. So as you know, you're celebrating your success and, you know, I can do this. I can, you know, I'm doing this on my own. It's like, (laughs) you know, now I've got way more work. I mean, it's so much more work than when I was working the film industry. And I remember, I, I know that people always talk about, I, you know, me quitting the industry and saying, yeah, it must've been hard working those long hours. Everyone knows the film industry stuff is long hours. That's nothing compared to, running your own business especially as a as an artist it's it's nothing it's i work way more hours than i ever worked in the film industry for less money too you know that's the other thing you got to consider is that um you're going to get paid less probably than your job unless you have a not not a very well-paying job and that you know that's why you have to one of the reasons you have to work so much harder is because you're doing way more work for less money so you have to do more of it in order to well, and also there's a learning curve in your craft, right? So like for you, it took you however long to figure out how could you streamline your process right. in such a way that you could actually make it equitable. And to get there, it's not equitable. I mean, right. I run a yeah. corporation and I'm telling you, it is not equitable for me right now. Yeah. Will it be eventually? Yeah. Sure. But dude, that's a it's a 20-year investment. It's not like exactly. some little, oh, Lottie fucking mm-hmm. dog shit. You're sitting here dropping all this money on taxes when you earn the money and then you payroll yourself which all of a sudden now, wait, the company, which is you, is paying payroll. And wait, you're paying also paying payroll taxes as an individual. And then you're going to have to settle more taxes at the end of the year. So the thing is, right. is that for someone who makes no money, oh, my God, you just dumped like 40 percent of it <laughs> straight out of the door. Like right. just like that, you know. And so it's rough because the thing is, when you get the money at first, it's easy to look at it like, oh, wow, look at this money. But no, no, no. Stop yourself. Seriously, 35% of that is gone. Don't right. even fuck touch it. And that's a business thing you should learn now, really. Anybody that's doing this, yeah. do I not st- mess with that amount of money. I still need to learn that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. 
It's funny because my, you know, my, my whole, one of my main goals is, uh, for getting into this was, you know, proving the follow your bliss theory was the main thing that was, that started it all. Yourself. But yeah, but once I got going, my goal was I've got, I amassed a, a lot of personal debt with all the, ve- the ventures I tried. Like I tried doing a CGI company for a while and that didn't work. So I lost my, you know, charge stuff on credit cards there. I charged a lot just to, uh, get my fine art career going, you know, put a lot of stuff on credit cards. So I have uh, this uh, massive personal debt that, so my main goal is, was, but I haven't even gotten to the point of wanting to be rich yet. I just want to pay the debt off. That's, that's been my, uh, Mike knows from the very beginning, I've always complained about that. And it's funny because I have been paying my debt down and it's actually getting kind of manageable. And now my business debt is going up. (laughs) It's like, because Yeah, because in order to keep, I've got enough business from my website and commissions and this and that, that you got to, it costs money, the paints, the brushes, the canvases, the stretcher bars for the things, the packaging, the the boxes, yeah, the the boxes, the the packing tape. It's like, it's so, there's so many little expenses. the printer paper on your computer to print out the invoice when you're exactly, shipping. Yeah. Day. I mean, geez, it adds the ink, up. It really does. The ink, uh, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. There's, there's so many expenses. So it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I, I still have that, um, you know, that goal of just being debt free and getting to that point. But it, you know, like you said, it's a 20 year thing at least, you know, and I've been doing it like 15 years and I'm still not, you know, I'm getting, it's getting closer. I've got a couple people helping me, you know, during the week sometimes to help me ship and, um, uh, it's growing, but it costs but every, every new layer you yeah, add costs, costs more, yeah, costs right? more. So, so like, the, oh, it's great. Someone's packing it for me, but guess what? I'm paying them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the more you, uh, the more you make, the more you have to spend. It's just kind of the way well, it, it goes. Yeah, and it's also what your time is worth because, see, the thing is the more valuable your time is, mm-hmm. the more valuable it is to you to pay other people to do the things that are not worth your time. Right. And that may sound really like shitty or something, but it's not. It's like it. Chet Zar does not have time to be taking – cardboard boxes and putting plastic tape around them like that's not that is not what your time is worth your time is right. worth painting it doesn't make right? sense it doesn't make yeah, it, it, it makes doesn't no make sense exactly financially. but you have to get to a point to even actually have that happen mm-hmm. so again and all the footwork that it took to get to that point even where you could even pay someone else to do it right at, you the, know at, the, I, at the time of the when we were making the documentary i was doing everything myself you know and and it was after you know i don't know how long after that that i started uh, getting some help. Um, so, and it's huge. It's huge. It's, it's, it's allowed me to, to expand, which has co- makes it more expensive, which it's, it's just like, it's turning into this monster that you have to keep feeding, you know, it's just, oh. and I'm looking at this point to, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to be not on easy street, but, uh, you know, be able to, have money to get my roof fixed and you know get to fix my the back door that has a piece of cardboard (laughs) over the window and the and the dead grass i'm the only house on on my block where the front grass is just completely dead because after the uh after the drought we were like you know fuck this we're gonna lose our lawn and, and replace it with you know plants that are low water but i haven't any money 
to to do that yet so now it's just we've got this yellow grass out and it's just dead out in the front yard like a dirt patch the house yep. needs painting i mean that's another thing is owning your own home is probably not a great idea to do while you're being oh, an artist yeah. um, so much work i mean that with chet and i both own our own homes and it's like and for me i own you know i have an acre and a half of property oh, yeah. and then, like there's a lot that it takes to yeah deal that's with that. that's mike's message I'll, uh, uh, we can do the podcast later today, but I got to go mow for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I finally, I was stoked. It took me three days, but I got all of it done. I mean, that's seriously, that's what, that, it's crazy, but that's how long it took me. And the reason is because you own your own home and you're trying to run your own business. So case in point, you know, you got a flat tire on your tractor, so you can't mow. So the shit gets higher, right? You get that tire fixed, right? right. And then you're busy doing your art thing and you mow a little bit. Then the next tire goes flat, like while you're mowing. And then you're like, okay, so I have to get that. Well, I don't have time to get that fixed. I got to go work. So you go and you work. Then you get that tire fixed the next day. And this happens for like, you know, next thing you know, a month's gone by and you've mowed the driveway, which is a quarter mile long on its own. And that's it. And everything else is like as high as my waist and I'm tall. (laughs) So it's like, then when you try to mow it, it's insane. And seriously, that right there is a great example of what happens because you get behind on stuff. And the worse you get behind, the more cumulative it feels. It's like a snowball effect. Next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, my house is disgusting. My relationships are falling apart. Yeah. I'm not brushing my teeth. I haven't put clothes on. I'm still wearing my pajamas, right. you know, <laughs> and I am sitting here wearing my pajamas. So the thing is, is this is true. It's totally true. I mean, I, we've got, I've got, uh, it's so hot out here right now. Our, my, the air conditioning in our car is broken and it's not, the car's not worth, it has to get a new air conditioner. The car's not worth it. So I, it's not worth putting the money in to get a whole new air conditioner. So we need a new car. But so basically I don't have air conditioning in my car and my back window, my, one of my granddaughters, the back window that's broken, rolled it all the way down and it won't go back up. So the car, oh. I can't wash the car. I don't have time to go hand wash the car. Usually I would just run it through a car wash. The car is totally filthy sitting out there with the window stuck down. I can't run it through the car wash because the window's down. I can't afford to fix any of that stuff because everything's going back into the business, you know? And it's like yep. business is doing well. It's going well, not to mention all these sketches I'm doing, but you know, business is great, but. But in the meantime, you got carbon monoxide coming out your tailpipe and going <laughs> Straight in your back window. Luckily, no, luckily, so hopefully, no one dies. <laughs> luckily, this is the tailpipes on the other side, and it's it's <laughs> it's fine. But it's just you know, it's just been sh- shitty point, shitty cars. For the, my whole career, right. you know. Because here's the thing, though. If you were working like a job where you just could have the surety of a paycheck, what you'd do is, is two weeks it. would pass. You'd go get – you'd take it somewhere. They'd fix it in two hours. Right. You'd have it back or and go, that inconvenience would cease to exist. Or I'd go get a new car or right, you know or whatever. Because I mean? if I, yeah, exactly. I have pay, money coming in, I know I could afford a pay, car payment. Exactly. But and I you could prove it because you'd have the proof that the money's coming right. in. Because the thing is when you work for yourself, here's another pitfall. How do you show that? Okay, well, you could show it, but you know how it works when you're self-employed for a company that you own? Even if it's an LLC, incorporated, doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is the way that it shows is that it's a separate thing into you. And so now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm paying myself this money, like I said before, but you're in a position where you have to show it. And so they want to settle all these taxes on you over time, and you have to deal with that and reconcile that. And it's not easy, and it gets way more complex than you would expect it from the outset. And you can't rely on it 
So you can't say, okay, you know, I got a job. I work for Joe Schmo up the road at Big Marts one, two, three. And I make this and, much a year. And I make and I'll show it to you. And they say, Well, how much did you make last month? Well, here's how much I made last month. Well, how much I made last month as an independent owner is gonna be completely different than how much I might make this month. Right. Which might be zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's but. Yeah, and they're not, you know, people giving you loans are not into that. That's why, you know, I haven't, I haven't been able to take advantage of uh, getting my interest rate at my house down because, you know, no one's going to give me a refi on my house because my income's so sporadic. So that's definitely another, another uh, concern for sure. Um, you know, there's other things to being successful. Uh, I mean, I've there's nah, I won't get into that. <laughs> there's just <laughs> nah, there's just like personal things. Like you, you, you know, I've lost friends over over getting successful. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't want to see you succeed. People you thought you were thought were your friends. You know, when they see you out on your own doing it and, and looking like a famous artist. You know, some people are like they get envious and. Uh, you know, there's that aspect of it, but you know, I figure anyone that would be like that is not a friend in the first place. But still, it sucks, you know. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the one of the I mentioned earlier, some of the insidious things that occur for like that occurred for me at least was like. I spent the vast majority of my adult life working for a boss, and that was the structure. And really, when you go to school, what's it's the same thing. What's yep. your teacher? Your teacher's your boss, and all the people around you are like your fellow workers. So then you go out into the work world, of course, and you got your boss, which is your teacher. It's no different. And so I did that forever. I did that like everybody else did that. And so even though you kind of resent it at different stages, depending upon who your boss is mm-hmm. and who you work for, at the same time, you don't realize how much you rely on it. And then you leave your job. And now all of a sudden you're your own boss and you're like, fuck yeah, this is great. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to sleep in. When I get up, I'll start working. You know, and it seems like it looks like it's going to be great. But oh, no, no. It's quite difficult being your own boss, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason they pay those guys to be your boss is because of how difficult it is. Because you're a hard employee to have, especially when you're your your own boss. Right. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is it's weird because all of a sudden – you feel this freedom and it's an immense, incredible sense of freedom. But then what you start to do with it is wonky. At least it was for me. Like I couldn't figure out, like I wasn't, I, I can't, I can only verbalize this now. Cause I've actually thought about it where I was like, well, what, what caused that in me? But like, literally I started not brushing my teeth, like until I was going to go to bed and I would just like get up in the morning. And I always, my whole life brush my teeth twice a day, no fail. Mm. But I started just like letting it slip. Yep. And then I started not putting like real clothes on and just leaving flip flops on and pajamas that I got in the morning, just kind of letting it slip. And then I was kind of letting the, the shower slip a little uh. bit. And then I was kind of <laughs> letting the mealtime slip a little bit. And here's the thing is it's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, you are not the person you thought you were. And you look in the mirror and it's like six, nine months after you left this job where you had a boss and you look at yourself and you're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, what the fuck? You know? And the thing is, is that then so at that true. stage you have the choice. Well, should I just like keep allowing this to occur? But you've got to take account and i looked at myself and was like okay my inventory tells me that i need to kind of regulate right right you know so then my boss got involved my internal boss and i started trying to work that out and it has been an ongoing process Mm -hmm. and there's you know again i could talk all the benefits but everyone knows that you and i are proponents of this so that's not what this episode is about exactly the the downfalls are the obvious things that i'm talking about now like tooth decay for instance
substance right. and like you know you smelling like a, a hot sandwich and stuff like that <laughs> it's like not acceptable stuff yeah absolutely there's a, that whole element of self-discipline and you know some people and it's not a criticism but some people are not built for that you know what i mean some people are don't have that in them or or it's or it would be so difficult to cultivate that it might not be worth it for some people. It's just it's like this is a lifestyle that's suited for a certain kind of person, I think. Yeah. You know? Well, and you know, also I was gonna say earlier and I kind of forgot, but I thought of it again, is like another thing that's hard is repping yourself. And it actually fit right. with what you were saying earlier, but that's why I wanted to bring it back in is like that's what your job is really 50. Like you said, 50% of your job is kind of like repping yourself. It's pretty much just like going out there and selling yourself mm -hmm. because as Chet has said on previous episodes, particularly concerning marketing and things of that nature, you know, you're not selling what you do. You're selling who you are because what you do is part of who you are. Right. right. And so it, that, but that's difficult. It's not fun selling yourself because mm -hmm. you, you know, you could come across looking like an asshole. You could come across looking like a douchebag. You could come across looking pretentious. You could just hate doing it because you don't really feel that good about yourself to begin with. I mean, there's all these things, right, that yeah. you know, and so I find that I don't enjoy it, but I can do it. But there are also things I've found that I didn't enjoy that now I do enjoy doing. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't like making little ads, like, you know, throwing together graphic design stuff and layering images and all that. Like, I did not care for that. Now it's kind of fun. It's like right. a little puzzle. You know, it's like, oh, cool, little puzzle to do, you know? So, right. you, you know, there are little uh, glints along that road anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the same with me. And, uh, you know, the marketing thing is the one thing I always point to as something that I hated to do that I that I kind of enjoy now just because you can kind of think creatively. Like, how can I do this? You know, how can I do this this time and have it be unique and have people respond to it and have it be a cool idea? You know, it's like a different different little game you play with yourself, you know. But uh, uh, what was the point you I was just going to address? Uh, uh, well, I was talking about repping, repping. Yourself. Right, right, right. That to me, um, the thing about how I deal with repping myself is that I believe in my artwork. You know, I don't I see it as. I have such belief in the artwork that I don't mind pushing myself in that way or is mm -hmm. repping myself online and promoting myself because I think the artwork's good. You know, I believe in mm -hmm. the artwork. I, I'm proud mm -hmm. of the artwork. So um, I don't I've never had a, a, an issue with that. I guess when it comes to more personal things like interviews, that's kind of hard to, to do because you really just me me and anyway, you know, you want to just it's about the artwork. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about me. That's how I, you know, how I feel personally. It's like, it's all about the artwork for me. It's that's right. So, um, but it is kind of difficult to, but as you, I mean, I, I just got to say real quick, like you said in the last episode with oracles and divinations is like, it's all you. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's true, like, it's true. You know, and so your artwork, that that's your divination that you do, your right, oracle right. being the instrument, which is a canvas and a paintbrush, and your divining is clearly just you, and so your art is you. So I get what you're saying. You're not like the guy that's going to be putting your face on, you know, like, and the word czar below it with you smiling, you know, as an icon <laughs> in the lower left corner of every picture or anything like that. You know, that's not right. you. 
But what I'm saying is, is still your artwork is absolutely a hundred percent you. Right. I mean, yeah. there's just no, 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 no doubt about it. Yeah, that's so true. I'm not. I'm saying that you're still having to sell yourself because that is the thing you have to offer. That is your true, authentic expression. Right. And right. that is a part of you. And so you're selling that because that is the thing, you know. But it is you. Right. Right. I guess I feel like it's the most true expression of myself. You know, it's 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 a better. It's it's more. Um, uh, authentic that I can present verbally even, you know, my artwork feels more me than these podcasts do really, you know, yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. more comfortable. And it also might be a, a way of hiding behind. It might be hiding behind it a little bit, like playing that game that I feel more comfortable because it's not my face, but which you, is dumb. But you- Really? You realized at some point in time that you needed to sell yourself because you started selling the fact that you'd been in the film industry mm-hmm. and then you worked on these famous films and then you'd worked with Tool and Guillermo del Toro. And like at, at a given point in time, you realized that that was a selling point and that is part of you. Right. And even though you don't push it, you do use it. It is a part yeah, of what you yeah. use, the that's, package that is Chet Czar, right? You know, yeah, that's, bio that's once, that. I, once I got that art, uh, art fast start art marketing primer. I, I know we've recommended that on the, we put the link in there. Yeah. Too yeah. The that's, episode. that was their big, the big take or my big takeaway from that was that, you know, the, the, the person is what you're selling yourself really. And I dig all that. I, 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 well, it's kind of like what I think about Stephen King, you know, I, I don't I, – what I think about with him is like I read all these books by him and I'm like, dude, they're all saying the same thing. They're all, it's all like one gigantic web that is this intricately built web that's this huge story that is Stephen King. Right. And then there's all these little strands that are each of the individual books and short stories. And that's how I look at your stuff, whether it's a painting or a sculpture or Disturb the Normal animation or anything like that. Those are all the strands in the web that is Chet Czar in my opinion. Right. And that's how I look at great artists. David Lynch, same thing. Look at all his work. It's all – it's all about the same thing, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? For sure. And so they're just all these little, and they seem different because they're all little separate strands, but they make up this big web. And when I think of you, that's kind of what I think about. So that's why it affected me when you told me about that art primer thing was like, oh, okay, I see the art marketing primer thing right. was like, yeah, that makes sense because you, to me, embody much more than just your painting. Yeah, your painting's amazing, and that's the thing you really like to do, and it's certainly the thing you're most notable for. But there's a lot more there, you know? Your music is cool. <laughs> There's a lot of things that you do that are really cool that are all part of that ultimate vision, that wider scope, you right. know, of course, trees stuff. Yeah, I suppose that 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 the comfort of that I take in promoting my artwork over, you know, it's it's easier to to promote myself through the artwork because it really is in a way it is kind of a mask. I think it goes back to now that I mean, I'm just thinking about this now. <laughs> back when I used to when I was a kid, I would feel what I would, you know, was super shy. But when I put a mask on, I, I wasn't shy at all. It was so weird. I could get into this character. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. like the artwork is like that for me as well. I feel I don't feel like a, as a, I don't know, it's weird because I'm exposing myself, uh, you know, my inner feelings through the artwork. But I still feel like it's it's a it's a protective layer or something you know but that's another mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. another point for uh, well that's like podcast. a whole other episode yeah, yeah exactly like the way in which our our artistic creations you know the psychoanalysis ultimately <laughs> right. of the way in which we integrate with our creative process and our own creative manifestations I, i'd like yeah. to i'd like to get to the 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 social aspect too because i see you know so many people going and doing things with their friends <laughs> and, and uh, you know, that that's, 
I never had, you know, my life was different back then when I had, when my kids were young and stuff, uh, you know, you, you hang out with other families with kids or whatever. I had definitely had a more active social life in my thirties, I guess. But once I started, you know, doing this art thing, that, that was gone and it, and it, and it's still gone pretty much. I mean, it's, I guess you, it's, it's down to the, the few friends you really do like and getting together less often and not really going to, you know, I don't go see bands like I used to, or the kind of social stuff you do revolves around the kind of Zillow. work that you do. Cause again, your life is your work. Yeah. Yeah. But your life is your work. Right. So it's like, right. You go to art shows, you right. know, if there's a yeah. art show, you're going to go to an, a dark art show, even if it's not your own, you know, right. you, you support the things that you're involved in, but that is social. Cause you go around right, and you right. talk with all these but, people and you know, all their faces, but and, you um, know, at Chamaco. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's true. That is true. But on the other hand, you know, I still don't go to, all the art shows I'd like to, like I missed that Dos Diablo show, which is at Lelou's Jesus gallery. And, and, you know, I really wanted to go to that and show my support, but I just could not, I couldn't get away. I like Jim McKenzie when he had his show, I just couldn't get away because I had my, uh, my my, I'm painting for my show. And, you know, you gotta be a little bit ruthless in that way too. You know, if you really want to make it happen, you sometimes you gotta, let that stuff go by the wayside. You know, I've got, I'm not, I, I as much as I want to go see those shows, I don't, I want to have the mo- more than I want to go see those shows. I want to make sure my show is amazing. So I'm going to yeah. put the time yeah. in. If that means, you know, missing out on some of my friends show, which I always feel bad, bad about every time it happens, yeah. I feel so guilty about it. Cause you know, I want to be, I want to, you know, me, I want to be the guy there rooting them on, you know, yeah. at, at the yeah. show. But I, I just, it's like, well, it's a bummer too because some people can't hang when that happens. You know, I mean, some people have higher expectations in a relationship, higher standards in regard to like, I, I get you're an artist, but if you can't, you know, interact with me every week, then hence we can't be friends. Right. And it's it's a bummer because I, you know, I know you and I have both lost friends over our careers. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, is that it's just it is part of it because the like you said, you do have to be a bit ruthless because what you're working towards is bigger and more important than. You're that, giving at your, least whole, in your yeah, own mind, yeah, and you're you give, you're giving you're giving your whole life to this thing. Yeah, that's exactly. how I feel. I'm giving so I've given like my a, whole yeah, life I mean, to it, so I'm not yeah, going to yeah. skimp. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I think about how, many, how much time I take off a day, I take off five hours a day. That's two hours in the morning and three hours at night, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes me two hours to wake up. Normally, I am integrating and in work on some level during right. those two hours. Yeah, and then during the last three hours, there's about a movie's length where I won't integrate because I'm eating food and watching a movie, right. and it's like the two hours. And then there's an hour where I'm like, kind of not work. You know, and then I go to. <laughs> And that's every day. It's seven days a week. And so if you want to schedule something with someone, and then this comes across weird too. You actually brought up a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. It's like, for instance, my buddy, Chris Haas, I've talked about him on here before. Amazing sculptural artist running this Ragwater Kickstarter campaign. Super, super cool guy too. Great, great artist. Really cool guy. Yeah, super cool dude. So anyway, I feel bad because like the only time he and I hang out is if it has something to do with work. And it's the same thing with you and I. Like the only time that you and I hang out is when it's work related because our work is our art and is our life. So it's like, well, if you got some work for me or if I got some work (laughs) for you, then we could kick it. And that could come across really shitty to certain people and only certain people can hang with that. And the people that can hang, that's awesome because they get it. But the people that can't, it's a bummer and they will, their feelings will be hurt because they'll feel like you only want to hang out when, you know, you 
want something from me? And it's like, no, nah, it's not like that. But you got to understand I'm, I'm working towards something that to me is on a higher level. And if you're working towards something that's to you on a higher level, I will cross pollinate with right. you. I would love to work on your higher purpose too. Right. Or have you helped me with my higher purpose? Whatever, you know. Right. But again, it's hard to find that. And there is fallout. You do experience fallout. You know, people get bummed. They're, they get bummed on your trip. Yeah, They're like, yeah. well, you care about is your thing. And it's like, well, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty shitty, but you yeah. know. <laughs> that's not entirely true because obviously we care about other things. We wouldn't be bringing other artists on here and you know promoting right, other things. Right. That we care about. You get the point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 just it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, you know, there was another point I wanted to make. What was that? Let me think a second. Um, uh, oh yeah, we were getting at the the social thing. We were talking about the social thing. Um, you know, our house used to be the place where all the neighbors would come and hang out. And now it's the place where you see the guy peek out the door once in a while to go get the mail. It's completely changed. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, I feel like that's one thing that you need to prepare. I like, I, my main point was, you know, you, I always see people posting pictures. Oh, I'm going to see this band. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That's like mm -hmm. an, a luxury that you can afford when you have a steady paycheck, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, if you're going to do this, you might be prepared. You might want to be prepared to uh, have to drop is all the fun things you used to do and not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them, but you know, a good amount of them, you know, I've missed yeah, get ready to tighten your laces and pull up your <laughs> bootstraps for sure. Cause you definitely make a lot less money, which means you have, you can, you have to spend a lot less money, right. <laughs> you know, for sure. It gets, that's the thing that I've noticed is like you said, like even just little stuff like, Oh, I feel like, you know, it'd be fun to go out to eat. You know what I mean? It'd be fun to like go out and have like a real meal, you know, go out to a restaurant and like get served, you right, know, right. drop, drop 80 bucks. Yeah. It ain't happening. It just mm -hmm. ain't happening. That's it. There's no, there's no, I'm not going to drive there. I don't have time to be there. It costs too much money. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's like a bummer, but you do really have to kind of like consolidate and get tight. But there's a goodness to that too, getting tight, you know, because you cut off all of the peripheral things that really right. turn out to not be important at all. There's need and want and needs yeah. are very few yeah, you, and wants are many. <laughs> yeah, you find a lot of, you find a lot of, out about yourself too, what's really important to you when you have to tighten the yeah. belt. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I like I said, I, I think I said this I don't know which show I said it on a recent show with, I feel like it, I've, I've become more me since I've taken this on, you know, mm -hmm. I've discovered mm -hmm. a more fully myself having been my feet held to the fire and see what, I, how I can hang and, yeah. you know, and, and going through this, it's, it's been a really a great personal growth thing for me, but I mean, I want, I didn't want this episode to sound like a, a negative and, and dissuading people. I, I just, because I again, I I I think that um, I, I think that if you if you have to do this, you should totally do it. But if you don't have to do it, you shouldn't totally do it, and you should be satisfied doing it however you can do it or however you want to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think you know, I totally. see I see people like like uh, <clears throat> I'll give Carrie Nagy as an example of of uh, her artwork is just totally progressing and and she's doing you know i was surprised at how good she was when i started seeing her drawings and and how much better mm -hmm. they're getting and it's like she could she could have a career in art i think 
Oh, totally. I, I told her. Totally. You know, because she, she's pushing it. She's working hard at it, and mm-hmm. she's taking her time to really learn it. That's the thing. Like, but, but, she, but she was kind of like, you know, I don't – she doesn't really – you know, and I don't. You know, I we I haven't spoken in depth with her about it, so it, it may not sure. be a hundred percent true, or or she may have other other motivations or other reasons. But you know, she's kind of not. She's like a you know, she's just does it for fun, and that's like totally cool too. And you shouldn't feel like you know if you're not built to live this kind of life, that doesn't mean you shouldn't create art. You know, right? And you can totally. still be part of the art community just because you're not selling doesn't matter and when it comes in the if when you're in the art community what the art you're creating is what matters and how supportive we are to each other and how you're progressing and how you're getting better that's what matters that's what's important to me the 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 success as as a career is totally about a means to an end it allows me to create the most original artwork that i can you know Mm -hmm. it's 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 it it affords me the most painting that I can get because it's my living. It, I have to paint all the time, which is what I want really. So, yep. so it works for me in that way. I, and I, and I, and I do love that, but um, you know, the bottom line is the, the lifestyle is good for me because like, I, like I don't like to travel really, which I have to sometimes, but not, not uh, <clears throat> very often. I'm very happy being alone. I'm really into solitude, so it doesn't bum me well, out. See, to what's be alone. funny for me is, is I love to travel and drive all over the place. <laughs> and for me, the construct is actually that this life affords me that very thing. You know what I mean? Right, so again, right. it's different for every person. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's true. It's if true. I was working all the time, like shit, I know what it was like when I made the documentary about you. I was working all the time, so taking trips to come see you was like, holy fuck! I mean, I gotta like go do this job and then get off and then like hustle out to L.A. and bust my ass and then come back and go back to my regular job. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> Whereas like now, it's like if I want to take a trip to go do something, I can make that happen. That's it's I run right. my life. I can do whatever I want to do. If that, well, that's you know the benefit. I mean? You know, so that's it, the yeah, freedom, yeah, exactly. You know? you know, but it's funny because it, again, it's just I. I think it's always so interesting how that goes both ways. Cause like for you, you're like the artist life's great for me because I can be a hermit and yeah. I'm like the artist life's great for me. Cause I have the freedom to be able to go where I want, when I want, you know? So again, right. it's different for every person. It's cool. But you know, I wanted to mention something really fast about corporations and, and companies and artistic ventures. And that is that you have to remember, you know, years ago when people were making the big corporations that we look at now that have these huge popular names, and I'm not going to say any because I don't even feel like going there, but you get the point. You can see them in your mind right now. You know which ones they are. Mm. Big popular logos. Here's the thing is that they didn't start thinking, oh, I wonder if we, we can make a company and pull this off. They started going, okay, what's our 20 year plan? Right. And that's, that's what we're talking about right now is you're going to make an incredible amount of sacrifices. If you want to be that and do that and have it be that big. Now, for whatever reason you want that is honestly, it's inconsequential. You can want it for money. You can want it for fame. Right. You can want it just to create more. It doesn't matter, but you, you can't think that, they, that these huge corporations that run this country, and I'm talking about the United States of America happened upon that. It was not by accident. Model your business after things that have succeeded. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Make sacrifices. Focus. Network. Achieve. Drive. You know, you'll you'll do it. It's possible. Yeah, you're getting too positive here. I was. Uh, this uh-oh. is. Uh oh. This is the negative. <laughs> I think we should call this episode. We should call this episode uh, negative. Beware. Nelly. No, no, no. <laughs> beware and be aware, which is a quote from the movie Waking Life. 
okay. because it's true. Be beware, like beware, guys, beware. You know, be, beware of the shit, but also be aware. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of things that are possible. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's any. La- I know I missed left out some uh, some other pitfalls. But... I ruined negative rant. Sorry. No, that's all right. No, that's good. It's good. It's good. It's true. It's true too. Um. You know, I guess the main point was, yeah, go go in with your eyes open. Don't expect that it's going to be this. It's going to be probably, you know, and this, and it's not always the case because, like, we were talking before we started recording. Um, it might be easy for some people. Some people might be boom, they get success right away, and they don't. And you yep. know, it does happen, but you can't expect that. You know, mm-hmm. that's the exception. And so you always got to kind of go with the rule to as far as what to expect. So, well, then here's the other thing is like, if you're not happy and enjoying yourself, whatever you're doing, then it just like, I don't care what it takes. I don't care. Change it. Because, you know, the thing is, you might happen upon the thing that actually does make you happy. And if you happen upon something else that doesn't make you happy in life, change that too. And just keep doing that until you happen upon the thing that makes yourself happy. I mean, that's really the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you can't figure it out, if you don't already know, I mean, you and I are kind of blessed. There's people out there that are blessed where they know, and they've always kind of known, like, I know what it is that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no question for me. Now that's not like a, Ooh, look at me, fancy schmancy, but rather it's just like, I just have known that. And that's, there's a surety for me in that. Most people don't. Yeah. That's that's rare. That's a rare thing. Yeah. And I take it for granted. You know, a lot of people are kind of like, well, where am I? You know, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What's the point? What, what, what do do I even like? You know, it's hard to know what you like like when you're bamboozled constantly with this insane, constant propaganda, fear and consumerism, you know, it's really hard to see outside that. Um, but there are a lot of people waking up and doing that very thing. So yeah. it's cool to, to turn those people on also just to be around, to watch them turn on all on their own, but also to warn them, you know, cause yeah, check out, check it out. There's there's danger signs here as you head down this road, <laughs> you right, know, there's right. like, there's a pit on the left and there's some cliffs <laughs> on the right and there's a swinging log trap with nails through it. <laughs> and, and I get, I guess the point that, <clears throat> that I wanted to make from this show really is that not all of them are avoidable. You know, it's like you probably are going to suffer if you do this, you yes. just got to be willing to suffer. You got to be willing to do what it takes. Well, and, you're going to, here's the thing. Let's be honest in life. You're going to suffer whether you're willing to do it or not. Right. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I, I just, I, you know, I want people to, to know that it's, it's, it's difficult. It's extremely difficult. And it's, it and it's in you. And, you know, if you're not into hard, exhausting. Har- yeah. You have to be into working hard. If you're not into yes. working hard, that's probably the main thing. Yeah, if you're fuck not off in- right away. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not into, if you're not into hard work, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm into hard work when it comes to things I love. Then I'm yep. really into hard work. But if it's something I'm not interested in, I'm as lazy as anybody, you know. Yep. So, um, you know, just it's super hard work. Yep. I guess I guess it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Here's the thing is that it's not just it's like I, I keep saying your life is your work or you work for your life. And if your life is your work, it's not just your art you're talking about anymore. It's not just your domestic situation and it's not just your transportation and it's not just any of that. It's all your life. You live or working your life because you're an artist and everything you create makes you your money. I mean, that's about as close as you can get to it, you know? So it is difficult. It is, and it's soul work. It's spirit work. It's personal work. It's mental 
mental work. It's relationship work. It's all those things. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's harder than just being able to go and do the thing and know what's expected of you and toe the line just as much as is expected of you and get that paycheck and disengage every weekend and then at least for a couple weeks a year. You know, it's it's far more difficult than that. Yes. <laughs> that Unless, sounds fun actually. I might give up this whole thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at we're at about the hour point, so let's let's maybe we could wrap it up. I wanted to give a, a little uh promotion to uh to uh the, actually, well, Mysterion Kickstarter. It's, oh, thanks. Well, that'll still be going by the time this airs, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. it'll be it'll be two days at the end of that. So, guys, you only have two days left to support this Kickstarter. Yeah, and and if you want to hear about that, you could see that listen to the last episode because it was it's a really interesting episode. It talks about not just uh, the Mysterium project, but all kinds of uh, different magic oracle divination type stuff. Yeah. And I want well, we're really close on this project, guys. Like seriously, and and I would love to put it over. And if we don't make it over by Friday the 11th, then we're not going to <laughs> not going to get to do it. So yes. help us do it. Thank you. Go ahead. So uh, it, it's Mike's it's Mike's project. I'm I'm only helping him with some artwork. So uh, I don't want to give the impression since I'm you know f- my kickstarters are so late. I don't want people to think. This I'm is, doing another let's just get this straight. This is all my idea. It's not Chet Zar's idea. Um, I also wanted to to promote uh, the uh, the blotter art. Oh, Vegas's yeah, totally. blotter art. Vegas. So that's a uh, um, Yeah, I've got three new. I think it's three. Is it three or four? No, three, three. Three new three. blotter art prints uh, available through Collective Intentions that are on sale now and um, we'll, we can put a, a link to the website in the in the description yeah. it's it's like well, collective I, intentions 3.com or something like that I, i'm not 100 percent sure but it but also guys you can get them as rewards on my kickstarter too FYI. oh right yeah, yeah yes that's a way you can you can support as well but they're like you know blotter paper um acid blotter paper but doesn't have any acid on it of course it's They're clean clean sheets guys clean sheets it's art print and it's limited edition and it's from three images from my disturb the normal dvd which is um imagery animated imagery back when i was doing 3d animation that uh tool has been using for years as their uh, background projections when they play live and it's three of the coolest images from the disturb the normal dvd and uh they're available now and super cool and the print can't Prints came out amazing, so they're like you know. In case you don't know, I had people asking. It's like perforated little. It's like a print on perforated paper, like you would have on real blotter paper. Yeah, it's a whole. What's interesting about it, actually, I just to go into it just for one sec, is that because I just learned about it, is that it's a whole art movement. It's yeah, a there's, whole a whole col- yeah there's a whole. Yeah, there's a whole. It's so cool, man. It's yeah. so cool. It's like these people that they're, it's not even about the drugs at all. It's just because it, there's no drugs on it. It's just art. It's like they like. The idea of it being a cool image of art signed by the artist that's on paper, on paper that is blotter paper <laughs> yeah. that's perforated. I just think it's so cool. I, I do too. I think it's it's the amazing. Size of Americana, like the late 60s. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I've been wanting to do it for years and years, so I'm really excited to to do, do that. And the prices are good, and and it's it's a limited edition. So anyway, we'll put a link for that in the description. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and letting us rail you with some of the uh, more negative potential aspects, but also just some of the more uh, reasonable uh, aspects. Because, again, you know, Chet and I have a tendency to take for granted the fact that we're however far along we are in this process. And, you know, it's easy then when periodically you look back and remember (laughs) to want to, you know, just post a few signs along the road, like I said, so that uh, anybody that really does listen to us and actually does take what we say to heart on whatever level recognizes that, you know, it's it's hardcore it's hardcore shit yeah i mean one one last thing i'll say is that the reason i wanted to do this episode is because i was sitting there at two in the morning exhausted going this is so hard and every you know every few months i just go fuck this is he always calls me i hear him do it he really has a hard time every (laughs) yeah it's like this is so difficult this is so much work it's ridiculous and so I was thinking, you know, I should. We should probably talk about this. So anyway, let's wrap. Well, it up. People don't believe you either. People don't believe you because I'll tell people I'll be like, oh no, you don't get it. I really, I, I like. This is how many hours a day I work. This is how many days a week I work. And they're like, oh yeah. And you're like, no, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. I lit. It's literal. I'm I think. Using the I word think. Literal. Yeah. <laughs> I think any. Uh, you know, this won't be a surprise to any. You know, aside from the art thing. This won't and information won't be a surprise to people that have own their own businesses. This is just how it is when you own your own oh, business. Yeah, you yeah. work your ass off seven days a week. That's all there is well, to it. Well, here's the thing: if you're if you're dropping 110 hour work weeks, then you're you're you're, you're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> if you're dropping 110 a week, you're you're killing it. Good job. You yeah. Because I've done that. I did that for two and a half years, and that was that's the, that, I mean, that was the hardest I ever worked. That was post production on ILTPMs. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We totally appreciate it. Check out Mysterion. Check out Collective Intentions. Check us out on all your platforms for ratings and reviews, comments, share us, etc. Thank you. Yes, please. please, uh, uh, If you're listening on SoundCloud and all these other platforms, if you can, rate, review us, give us likes, whatever. That will help us to continue these podcasts. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. See you next week. Bye.